Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May peace and blessings be upon all of you. My name is Ayyub Sadat and it's my profound pleasure to introduce you to this installment of the IERA Charity Management Series. Today we'll be talking about dignity at work in the charity sector. And joining me is IERA Operations Manager Karen Chu. Day to day, Karen ensures that all of IERA's operations globally running smoothly with a portfolio that ranges from risk assessments and policy implementation to volunteer management and induction. Karen joined IRA in 2017 after a long career in retail merchandising in various product categories for household brands such as Debenhams, House of Fraser, and M&Co. Today she'll be taking us through IRA's Dignity at Work policy, which you can find a copy of for reference only by visiting bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash dignity at work or lowercase. By taking the time to listen today, I know that you want to create a working environment that is free of harassment and bullying, where everyone is treated with dignity, respect, and given the opportunity to grow. If you're struggling with a loss of morale, poor work performance, or even legal claims against your organization, then stay tuned as today we will be discussing what is bullying and harassment? What is the platinum rule? What is victimization? Who is a vulnerable adult? What is exploitation? And how you can implement safeguarding procedures in your organization. Finally, the IERA Charity Management Series was established to take you behind the scenes into IERA's journey, learning and implementation of their policies, processes and procedures. And this is part of IERA sharing best practice as a way of raising the standards within the Muslim charity sector and beyond for free. To view the entire series, head over to www.iera.org forward slash management. Without further ado, it's my honor to invite Karen Chu to take it away. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of God, the most merciful, the most gracious. Welcome to today's webinar on why dignity is necessary in the workplace. Firstly, I'd like to thank you all for taking the time to listening to this webinar. We truly believe that we've got something positive to share and we believe it is best practice. We'll be talking about dignity at work, which is important not only in the charity sector, but in all workplaces, particularly in our communications with one another. So a bit of an introduction into IERA. So who are we? So IORA is a UK-based charity, but we also have a global reach. Our vision is a world reconnected to God, and the way we want to achieve that is by conveying the call, advancing the prophetic mission, which is reconnecting human hearts to the creator. We have a local and global team, which is based in London. We've had an interesting journey in the past three years, creating a robust policy and procedures and implementing them within the organization. I'm really proud and pleased as the operational manager to see how far we've come. So today, what we'll be covering, the background and purpose, what is bullying and harassment, the platinum rule, what is victimization, why did the discrimination happen, and when does the law protect you, what should I do if I think I'm being bullied or harassed, how we would implement it within the organization, a safeguarding procedure, and a case study. 
So in terms of the background and purpose, the Dignity at Work policy is to create a working environment free of harassment and bullying, where everyone is treated with dignity and respect. Harassment and bullying can have serious implications for the individual. It causes serious consequences such as unhappiness, stress, which can also affect their health, family, and also possibly their social relationships. There are also effects on the organization, which can include loss of morale, poor work performance, increased turnover of staff, legal claims, and damage towards the organization's reputation. Here at IRO, we do not tolerate any bullying or harassment of any kind. All allegations are investigated and will be investigated. The organization does not tolerate victimization of any person making any allegations of harassment or bullying, which we will be covering later on. So employees that are found of harassment or bullying may face disciplinary penalties, including dismissal, pay compensation of any legal claims, social relationships, which are adversely affected. Serious harassments may be a criminal offence. So what is bullying and harassment? So bullying is an offensive, intimidating, malicious or insulting behaviour and or an abuse or misuse of power that is meant to undermine, humiliate or injure the person on the receiving end. So then what is harassment? Harassment is unwanted conduct related to the relevant protected characteristics, which are sex, gender, race, which includes colour, nationality and ethnic or national origins, disability, sexual orientation, religion or belief and age. It has to have the purpose of violating a person's dignity or creating an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating or offensive environment for that person. We must bear in mind, conduct may be considered harassment whether or not the behaviour had the intent to offend. Behaviour which any reasonable person would likely to offend will be deemed as harassment without the recipients making a claim to be unacceptable. So, for example, sexual harassment. It may also be unclear at early stages if forms of behaviour is unwelcome or could possibly offend. For example, certain banter or flirting. In this case, first time conduct, which is unintentional, is not considered harassment, but will be considered harassment if the conduct continues after the recipient makes a claim that the behaviour is unacceptable. So forms of bullying and harassment could be done physical, verbal, non-verbal. So for example, non-verbal could be by letter or email, which is also called flame mail. So below I've listed some examples um, of unacceptable behavior, but it is not limited to. Physical conduct ranging from unwelcoming touching to serious assault, unwelcome sexual advances, demeaning comments about a person's appearance, unwanted nicknames relating to a person's age, race, or disability, spreading malicious rumors or insulting someone. So we have to bear in mind that every individual is different. We have individual needs, interests, likes and dislikes and desires. In order to treat staff respectfully, we must ensure what is needed and not what is offered. By following the platinum rule, it will help us understand concerns and the best methods of resolving conflicts. So what is the platinum rule? 
So the platinum rule is actually derived from the golden rule, which is do unto others as you would have them do unto you, which basically means one should treat as one would like others to treat oneself. However, the platinum rule accommodates the feelings of others within that. So the focus of the relationship therefore shifts from this is what I want, so I'll give everyone else the same thing too. Let me see how, let me first understand what they want and then I'll give it to them. So the idea is that um, in this increasing diverse and complicated society, it is not enough to simply apply your standards to everyone we meet. You know, we must always make an effort to think about where the other person is coming from. We must also take into the account the other person's perspective and background when thinking about how to treat them. So what is victimization? So victimization is subjecting a person to a detriment because he or she has in good faith complained that someone has been bullying or harassing him or her or someone else or supporting someone to make a complaint or given evidence in relation to a complaint. This would also include isolating someone because they've made the complaint or giving them more workload. The complaints are generally based on the discrimination. We have to remember that victimization is unlawful under the Act of Equality Act 2010. So what does it mean by detriment? Detriment means that you've suffered a disadvantage of some sort or been put in a worse position than you were before. It is unlawful for someone to treat you badly because you do something about unlawful discrimination or because they think you have done or may do something about unlawful discrimination. So any unacceptable comments based on these characteristics is considered discrimination. So you've got age, disability, gender reassignment, marriage or civil partnership, pregnancy or maternity, race, religion or belief, sex or sexual orientation. The Equality Act calls these protected characteristics. So how does the law protect us then? So you're you are protected against victimization only if you do one of the following things. Make, if you make a claim or complaint of discrimination under the Equality Act, or you give evidence or information to help someone else who has made a complaint or, un or a claim under the Act, or if you do anything else which is related to the act. Or you say that someone has done something unlawful under the act. So the Equality Act calls these the protected acts. Because the Equality Act recognizes you may be worried about complaining, you have extra protection when you make these complaints. Provide, providing you act in good faith, genuinely saying, and you genuinely believe in what you're saying, you will protect, be protected under the Equality Act. The only time you are not protected under the Equality Act is if you are acting on bad, in bad faith. So for example, making false allegations against your employer. So what shall I do if I think I'm being bullied or harassed? So you may be able to sort things out informally the person may not know that his or her behavior is unwelcoming or, un or upsetting. So an informal discussion may help them in to understand the effects of his behavior and may agree to um, change it. You may be able to 
you may be able to feel that you can approach the person yourself or to help or with the help of someone in human resources, your line manager or a trade union representative or another employee whom you trust. You should, you should always tell the person that the behavior is unacceptable. And if the behavior continues, you will make a formal complaint to your line manager or HR. <clears throat> you need to keep in mind that um, you need to keep a record of the date and time and what was discussed and done, as this would actually be um, evidence for your formal complaint should you need to um, proceed down that route. If an informal approach doesn't resolve the matters, or you think the situation is too serious to be dealt with, you can make a formal complaint by using the organization's grievance procedure. In the instance of um, bullying and harassment, the grievance procedure can be modified so you can raise your grievance with your line manager or HR. The organization should always ensure that you can bring your complaint to someone of the same sex should you wish to. In some very serious cases, a criminal offence may be committed and you may wish to report matters to the police. The Human Resources Department can arrange for someone to accompany you to make the complaint to the police. So the organisation will treat complaints of bullying and harassment sensitively and maintain confidentiality to the maximum extent possible. Investigations of allegations will normally require limited disclosure on a need-to-know basis. When there is an allegation, wherever possible, the organization will ensure that you and the harasser are not required to work together while the complaint is being investigated. There is always the option for you to remain at home on leave if you wish, or in some serious cases, the harasser may be suspended. In the situation, if the allegation is upheld, the employer will ensure um, that you do not work together going forward. Alternatively, Possibly, possible transfers of the harasser may also be done. Alternatively, if the allegations are not upheld, HR will support the individual in settling back into work um, and also possibly setting up working arrangements to help repair the relationship between the harasser and the victim. So in terms of implementation, it is really important that the employer provides training to all um, existing and new employees, as well as other um, engaged in work for the organization to help them understand the rights and responsibilities under the policy. In addition, what we can do to create a healthy working environment, which is free of harassment and bullying. So there are a few things that we can do is be aware of our own behaviors and how they may affect others in change and changing our approach if necessary. We have to always remember that only joking um, on certain comments can also still be offensive. What we need to also do is take a stand if you think comments and jokes are inappropriate and or offensive. So we also need to make clear that unacceptable behaviour is stopped and cleared up immediately. Uh, we need to intervene where possible and also report unexpected and unacceptable behaviour. Additional training should also be provided to line managers to enable them to deal with more effectively with complaints and bullying and harassment. Managers' responsibilities are very important in dignity at work, so we need to set up a really good example of um, their behaviour. Um, we need to ensure that the working environment is 
healthy and we are supporting one another as a team. Not only that, we need to ensure that all staff are made aware of the standards of behaviour which is acceptable and what is expected of them. We need to intervene and stop unacceptable behaviour immediately and we need to be able to effectively and coherently communicate to HR for any allegations. So in terms of um, safeguarding, so what is safeguarding? Um, it's basically putting measures in place to protect vulnerable adults. So who is a vulnerable adult? A vulnerable adult is any person aged 18 or over who may be or is unable to take care of himself or herself against significant harm or exploitation. So what is exploitation? Exploitation is the deliberate maltreatment, manipulation or abuse of power and control over another person. It is taking advantage of another person or situation usually, but not always for personal gain. So given the recent allegations of sexual abuse, IERA have actually adopted the practice that many universities have taken by ensuring that there's always a third person in all meetings between male and female staff where possible. Alternatively, we would always keep doors open um, if a third person is not available. So next we have a case study, so which is a sexual harassment and a pay rise. So Bill sometimes makes comments to his administrative assistant, Anne Smith, about how attractive she is. She's never said anything when he makes these comments. One day, Anne requests a pay rise. Bill then says he will consider her request and suggest that the two of them go for drinks and dinner. Anne makes it clear that she wants to keep the relationship purely professional and would therefore prefer not to go out with him. Bill says that he understands. However, two weeks later, Bill informs Anne that he has denied her request for a rise. She asks Bill for an explanation. Then he says that she, if she would have been more cooperative with him, then the chances for a rise would be improved. Anne asks, what does, that, what does the word cooperative mean? Bill smiles and says, you figure it out. So there's an example of um, harassment based on um, the pay rise. So Jazakallah khair and thank you for listening. Um, handouts will be available. Um, if you need any more information, do get in touch on our website, which is www.iera.org. And I shall speak to you soon. Jazakallah khair. Assalamualaikum. To view the entire series, head over to www.iera.org forward slash management.